welcome to another exciting episode of Man Woman Movie. This is episode four. I am Jason Hulls. And I'm Aaron Hulls. This is a podcast where we take turns picking movies. And no matter what that movie is, we both watch it and review it. So, episode four, mm-hmm. it's my pick. Yeah. Are you excited? I don't know. No, I'm not. <laughs> Are you worried? <laughs> yes. You should be. Oh, God bless it. <laughs> so, well, last time I picked a more serious movie that got a lot of awards that you're smirking. So that probably means this is not the same kind of movie. <laughs> you did. You picked a very, very respectable movie with the Danish girl. This is not no. like that. <laughs> oh, God. This is not like that at all. Okay. We are going to be watching Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Okay. I've heard of it. Yes. Um, It came in a collection that I bought. It's a film by Andy Sedaris. He does uh, moderate, I don't know what the budget is to be honest, but it feels sort of low budget like action movies. And he typically casts Playboy bunnies and he just, it's, it's a lot of action. It's girls and it's craziness. Are there boobs? Yes, there will be boobs. Oh, my God. Um, Andy Sedaris um, actually was, he was a pioneer of shooting sports mm-hmm. back in the day in the 70s. And, and uh, like the NFL, he won like Emmys for, for the way he shot television and, and sort of, like I said, pioneering the ways that television was shot for sports. And then he decided he wanted to do... Films. He went from TV to films, and he liked shooting in Hawaii, and so he just started doing these crazy action movies. Okay, so what's this one about? Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Two drug enforcement agents are killed on a private Hawaiian island. Donna and Taryn, two operatives for the agency, accidentally intercept a delivery of diamonds intended for drug lord Seth Romero who takes exception and tries to get them back. Soon, other agency operatives get involved, and a full-scale fight to the finish ensues, complicated here and there by an escaped snake made deadly by toxic waste. Now, I have seen this movie. This This is a film I have seen. Okay. And I would say it ranks up there in one of the best all-time B-movies I've ever seen. Now, that's a little bit different because the last three movies that we've seen, neither one of us has seen them. Right. Any of them. Yep. So this is the first pick of our podcast. Where I'm going to be viewing it for the first time. And I've already seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I actually think, my prediction, though this is crazy and it's cheesy and weird and kind of bad, it's... Cheesy and weird and kind of bad in all the best ways. Like, it's insane. Is this a newer movie? No. This movie is 1987. Oh. The, the director, Andy Sedaris, has passed away. Like, he's oh. not around anymore. Okay. Um, but he did a bunch of these kind of movies. And Hard Ticket to Hawaii, I, I think, is probably, from what I've seen, one of his best. Um, so I really, I honestly think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to have fun with it. Have fun with it, like make fun of it or have fun with it you can laugh along with it i think and and the director was definitely in on the gag like he knew what he was making here so um it's in my opinion b movie done completely right wow 
So are you ready to check it out? I'm excited. Again, you said there's boobs. Well, there are boobs, but there's also a snake bane deadly by toxic waste. <laughs> All right. Boobs and snakes. Hard ticket to Hawaii. It's a hard ticket to Hawaii. It's not paradise all the time. It's a hard ticket to Hawaii. No. No? No? Oh, God, no. We just finished Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Uh, Hard plot to follow. <laughs> why don't Why don't you just summarize the movie? Tell what? everyone. Tell everybody what it's about. <laughs> um. Sure. So it's about boobs. Well, if you could just start at the beginning and go point by point all the way wow. through the end. Wow. Point by point. Okay. So um, the first scene of the movie is they're on a boat and within 60 seconds of the credits rolling i don't even know if the credits had finished rolling at this point boobs um (laughs) well i think they were trying to introduce there that um they were in you know drug enforcement were they (laughs) (laughs) okay no go ahead continue (laughs) i don't even know if i can (laughs) okay so okay um it starts out, they're on a boat, and I, the the chick that looks 30 years older than the guy, they start making out, and there's boobs. Donna <laughs> and Whatever. Rowdy. Whatever, sure. Boobs and Malibu Ken. And um, let's see, and, and I don't even know the point. So then I guess the, they're, they start making out. He wants her to stay. He's, she starts telling him... She's got to go somewhere. I, I'm yeah. This up. I, no, you're, that's, that's good. No, like, I'm, it's not good. They just establish who they are. They're all in the, the agency, which is pretty much just this general term for drug crime enforcement special agent people. That's really, sure. it doesn't get any more specific than that. No. And then. Nor should it. Nor should it. I mean, you don't need anything else. Than that. <laughs> so we've also got. Then some local cops are killed by a drug cartel in the beginning. Which was a, a, a very graphic murder scene, I think. Was it, That was a surprise, right? Like Because it, it kind of seemed like it was going to be like a, like a comedy kind of cheesy movie. And then they just get, you know, roped up. And, and the older cop is saying to the younger one, Okay, I'm retiring in a month, so you're going to take over now, and here's how this works. You have to accept these little bribes, and it's a little operation, no big deal. And then they stumble across a massive operation. Uh-oh, this doesn't look right. The two cops leave, and they step in the snare. They're caught up, and pretty much the cartel members, specifically cartel member Shades, who has cool mirrored shades, <laughs> and is in the film later, just blows them away. Yeah. Shoots them. So the local cops, the local Molokai police are killed. Then we go back to the ladies, mm-hmm. and we learn that, you know, Donna's the main secret agent here. Right. And Taryn is her new partner. Taryn is hiding from people who want to kill her. So the government has placed her in the agency, and now she's Donna's partner. So, okay, then there's the snake. They're wanting this snake that's 
infested with cancer infested rats yes is that what it was yes it yeah cancer infested rats and they wanted to transport it why well there were two snakes it was the old switcheroo on accident there was a snake that was meant for the zoo and then there was also a radioactive snake and the molokai cargo boys accidentally put the infected snake into Donna and Taryn's plane. But what was the infected snake supposed to do? What was the point of the infected they were, snake? They were supposed to hold it for the Department of Health. Oh, okay. So that's it. Like, they, it was just an accident. And actually, as they're they're sort of loading the snake and all the cargo and the tour, there's tourists that um, Donna and Taryn are going to take to a little cozy spot. You for know. their honeymoon. Yeah, a little private spot. They're talking about um, James Bond, and that's kind of right. a thing that they mentioned several times throughout the movie. Yeah, just the I caught idea that. Of James Bond. Now, I don't think it's uh, a bad comparison to say that Taryn and Donna are sort of James Bond-like. Would you agree with that? You know what? I I, I don't know how you're going to feel about me after this. I have never seen a James Bond movie. Really? Never. How did I not know that? I don't know. You know that, you know, sort of the James Bond vibe, you know, cool and like always sort of in control and ready for action. Right. I mean, do you you think that's an apt comparison to compare Donna, Donna specifically to James Bond? Yes. Also, just so you know, and all the listeners out there know, this is Hard Ticket to Hawaii is the first of actually a series Donna, who's played by Donna Spear, but her name is oh. Donna. Donna actually plays the role of Donna seven times in what? Andy Sedaris movies. Yeah. In in the director's movies? Yeah, yeah. So he he did something like uh, like ten or twelve films. So you you think it's fair then to say, you know, Donna's a very James Bond kind of character. I mean she comes back from multiple installments, multiple She's... films. Yeah. She's action ready. Sure. She's she's kind of that like hard ass kinda Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I could see that. Do you think modern movies need need a little more Donna in them? Oh god. Is this like a feminism kinda question? Is it? <laughs> um. Okay, so um the the they fly the tourists to Molokai. For what purpose? I, well, it was their honeymoon, right? I mean, okay, they were okay. just going there to... So, little... so they were just do-gooders. I mean, it was, part, it was their job, right? Oh, you're saying why did the... Why did Donna and Taryn fly them there? Yes. Yeah, Molokai Cargo, I think, just flies... So it's just... I their... mean, nothing illegal, nothing no. sketchy. No, 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 It's just... That's their kind of their cover business. That's what they do... Oh, that's a cover business. That's what they do when they're not being secret agents. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Believe it or not, it's not easy to tell that just from watching the movie. So this is kind of like the Walter and Skylar White car wash. Exactly. That's what it is? Exactly. Molokai Cargo is the car wash. Oh, okay. Is the, yes, Breaking Bad car wash. That makes more sense. I wish I would have asked you that in the middle of the movie. I think that would have made more sense to me. I'm not sure I would have thought of that good analogy. But that's a good analogy. That's a pretty good analogy. Yeah. So, okay, so they drop the tourists off and they're like, see ya. 
They, I mean, they just put them on a beach somewhere. It's it's very secluded. They say, we'll come back and get you tomorrow. Enjoy yourselves. Okay. That's pretty much it there. Then we see, as they're heading back to the cargo plane, uh, Mr. Chang. Mr. Chang, who's who's not Asian at oriental all. at all. Right. No. He takes his yacht up to the island and puts two little boxes into a remote control helicopter and he's like this is the best way we can deliver these products and he flies the helicopter over to the island as donna and taryn are kind of crossing paths with it so right. the helicopter's landing they're curious about it right and some because it's coming right at them yeah it's coming right at them and some goons roll up right that's the the hawaiian guy and then malibu ken yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy with the crazy pants. He wears, like, these weird Hawaiian print pants. Right, yeah. And, and then, yeah, and then the helicopter comes and kind of lands within a centimeter of the girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pure coincidence. And then the little door opens. <laughs> yeah, just, like, the little helicopter, like, it knows, <laughs> like, there's a little pilot in there. The little door opens automatically. The little door opens, and there's two boxes and so they, they take the boxes out. They, they don't know what's in it. No. That's when the goons roll up. Right, right, right. Yeah. And the goons start shooting. Oh, yeah. They mean business. Yeah. They start shooting. One of the boxes go flying. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Into the weeds. Into the weeds. But they have another one. And so then the girls take off running. Horrible acting, just running where boobs are shaking. It, you know, might as well be in slow motion. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and they start running towards their helicopter. They jump in. Yeah, they get the girls get in their cargo plane and fly right. away before the guys can do anything. Right. I yeah, mean, they're just they're worthless. Like yeah, yeah. they're just puds. <laughs> so the the girls fly away, and then we cut to the guys. So you, the guys that we saw in the first scene making love to, to Donna and Taryn. So we go back to them and a dude on a moped rolls up. Oh, yeah. And yeah. delivers a styrofoam food container. And he hands it to Rowdy, our male lead. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's see what's in here. He opens it up. It's just a regular sandwich. Oh, yeah. And yeah. inside, what he pulls <laughs> his secret agent orders out of the sandwich and Mind you, there's nobody else around that he needs to keep this from. <laughs> no. He just pulls the orders out of the sandwich, reads them, puts the order back into the sandwich, and they light the entire container on fire. Including the sandwich. They burned this. There was no need to burn the sandwich. Not just at all. Just the note. <laughs> Not at all. They could have eaten the sandwich. Like, there's a million different ways. I don't care if it's in the 80s. They could have gotten the orders to them a different way than someone writing this and going, let's make a sandwich out of it. But whatever, that happens. So, I don't know who they were hiding it from. Yeah. So then then um, Donna and Taryn are back at their place. Right. And do you remember where Donna does her best thinking? The jacuzzi? Yes. So, of course, they're both topless and they're both wearing their... They're bathing suits that go above their belly button. Yeah, like halfway up their back. Yeah. <laughs> like the butt of 1980s swimwear goes halfway up the back. It's like six feet long. Yeah. And that's when they decide that they're going to um, see what's what's in this box. In this box that they found in their little helicopter. They pour it out. 
they see it's the diamonds, okay? So 0.6 seconds later, they decide that they're going to get out of the jacuzzi. They're going to call the agency to report that there's these diamonds. Right. And so pretty much at that point in time is when some masked intruders from our drug crime king can show up to get the diamonds. And they're looking for both boxes of the diamonds, to be clear. Now, this is the pantyhose bandits, right? Yes, this is the pantyhose bandits, which is like the laziest dude ever who just kind of mumbles his way. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then a jacked female ninja. And so Taryn is fighting the female ninja. Donna is fighting the lazy guy. Right. And Donna, being a little bit more savvy in the ways of the secret agent, convinces the guy, hey, take me to the hangar. The diamonds are in the hangar. I'll give them to you. Yeah. And this is a trick. So they get to the hangar and Donna just turns and fights him. And in the in the struggle, the snake, the you know radioactive, yeah. the radioactive toxic waste snake gets right. loose. They break the crate. Yeah, they break the crate, and the snake gets loose. Meanwhile, uh, Taryn is fighting the female ninja, and she just says the diamonds are in the freezer. So which they are, right? They are, and they get them. Like they right. take them. Yeah. The the bad guys do get that little box of diamonds. But they want both boxes of diamonds, so they give the girls... They're very nice about it. They give the girls time to get the other box, and Donna isn't taking that. She goes, she grabs her gun, she runs outside where uh, Seth Romero, the the drug lord, the guy... The worst actor ever. (laughs) ...is just waiting outside at the car for his goons to come out, and he's sort of covering the car. Mm -hmm. And so Donna runs out, sees this, and just shoots him in the face. Oh, yeah. Like, right in the face. Right in the face. And he falls over and crawls into the car, and they all squeal away. Yeah, I think he gets pulled into the car. Yeah. Because he's so injured from getting shot in in the the face. face. (laughs) She takes no guff. So, at that point, the ladies get dressed, and they decide to go to Slowly. Yeah. They slowly get dressed. Why rush it at that point? What else could happen? Oh, my God. So they go to Edie's, and Edie's is sort of mm. your local secret agent hangout. Right. Edie is one of the members of the agency, mm-hmm. so that's where they go. Right. Um, and I thought this was interesting because when they go in, Taryn and Donna go in to meet with Edie, they sit down and they order drinks from mm-hmm. the waitress, right? Oh, my God. I like this part because, I mean... How many times do you have a, a, a psychic waitress? Right, right. There's Edie and and the two girls and, and Donna and Taryn. And the waitress comes up and she has a tray of three drinks. And she says, what can I get you? And the girls order their wine. And coincidentally, <laughs> the psychic waitress already has these exact Three drinks already on, on her tray. Edie's and, best service in Molokai. Yeah. I suggest it to anybody. Look it up on <laughs> Yelp. You're going to see some good things. I don't know how you couldn't. So um, what they what the girls want there is they want to get in touch with the guys. They want to get in touch with Rowdy and his friend who's also in the agency. And they just need to figure out what's going on. And they need to team up. Right. So they call the guys, Mm -hmm. and the guys tell them to hang tight, but 
one of Edie's staff members, a bartender named Michelle, right. is secretly wiretapping the phone. And she wears a ton of makeup. And there's a reason for that. Because she's a man, baby. It's... <laughs> she... Michelle is really Michael. But that kind of that whole thing kind of comes out a little bit later. Next, Taryn sees her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Well, an, a man friend. I don't know if, if it's official between them. But she sees Jimmy John in Edie's. And then she goes to the beach with him. Even though the, the guys requested that the ladies hang tight. And then in the morning... Go do surveillance on right. Seth Romero's house. Yeah, and that's Seth right. Romero, again, is the drug lord. He's right. the guy right. who got shot in the face. And what does Taryn do? Taryn sees Jimmy John, goes to the beach with him, immediately gets naked, and right. they have like an all night fling. Oh, yeah. There's just boobs aplenty. Yeah. So I guess forget about that whole plan. But uh, she's on the beach all night long. Mm-hmm. That's just one of those little. In their scenes. Right. You know, it just happens. They just needed some more boob shots. Yeah. I mean, a couple minutes had passed. There's a quote of, to fill. They sure. filled it. Now, <laughs> next is one of my favorite scenes of the film. The skateboard scene. Oh, my God. The guys arrive on Molokai. Rowdy and his partner. As they're driving, they see a guy skateboarding towards them, but the guy is on the skateboard doing a, a handstand. That's that was talented. Well, I, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you could have done it. Well, he's doing a handstand on the skateboard, moving towards them. Goes past the jeep, gets to his buddy, and now these are the two guys that were at the helicopter scene in the beginning that shot at Donna and Taryn. They recognize Rowdy and his buddy, so they're gonna go kill him. They take their Jeep, drive up next to them, and then keep driving. And it is this weird cut where then the agent guys, Rowdy and partner, say, I think they're gone now. But they're (laughs) clearly not. (laughs) Skateboarding goon gets out of the car, Mm -hmm. takes a blow-up doll and a shotgun or a rifle, and goes skateboarding back at the two guys in the Jeep. I I didn't get the blow-up doll. I don't know if there's anything Is to get. It... <laughs> he shoots Rowdy's partner and then shoots the Jeep. Rowdy says, let's get this turkey. Let's get that turkey. Jumps in the back and grabs a rocket launcher. The partner goes in reverse, nails the skateboarder who flies way up into the air. Rowdy takes a rocket launcher. Right. Shoots him. The dude just explodes. Pieces. No blood. There was a lot of pieces, a lot of clothing. He was incinerated apparently and to add insult to injury rowdy then shoots the blow-up doll with another rocket yes and okay then we cut back into the jeep to figure out how the partner's doing with his gunshot wound do you remember seeing you remember that part where he gets shot in the heart but he's okay it looks like There's... he spilled grape jelly on his yes shirt. yeah he i mean you you can see right in his chest he is shot through the heart but he's still driving. He's still okay. They're making jokes. Like, he's totally fine. Like, he got a paper cut on his finger. Next, fairly straightforward, the snake kills the tourists. Right. They go looking for the tourists because it's they were going to pick them up in, like, 24 hours mm-hmm. or 36 hours or whatever it was. They go the next day to go pick up the tourists. 
and they're just dead. They're dead. They're dead. Yeah. I think the whole point of that was just to remind us that the snake was still a threat. Right. To establish the, the, you know, toxic nature (laughs) of of the snake. There's really not much more to say about the tourists. Right. They do reveal that Michelle from Edie's bar is Michael and that he is one of the bad guys. Um, And Michael and the other goons kidnap Edie. Mm -hmm. That's a big point in the movie. They kidnap Edie. That sets up kind of like the third act. They're they're driving in Uncle Rico's blue van. Yes. We cut over to Donna and Taryn that are finally doing the job that they were supposed to do. And they're spying on Seth Romero, our drug lord's house, with giant cameras. And they yeah. see Edie is captured. They right. see Edie being taken into yes. the house. Um, so Donna and Taryn then go to like a weird sumo school, like a Re- sumo wrestler school. What, what was the point of that? I don't, I really don't know. So the next thing that kind of matters, if anything matters, is that the guys and the girls are finally together at Donna's house. We're like probably almost two thirds of the way through the movie. Rowdy and Donna are making a plan to rescue Edie. Right. And they're reviewing the footage that Donna and Taryn took on the beach when they were watching Shades Shades play frisbee with this local girl. Oh, right. And they noted that he takes his frisbee playing very seriously. Yeah, he played every day is what every they day. said. So next we have Seth and the female ninja torturing Edie. Right. You remember that? Yes. Yes. That's about the point in time where they start talking about the relationship between the pot kingpin seth romero and mr chang who dropped off the diamonds with the helicopter yes this point in the movie is this is where they start kind of clarifying that relationship with mr chang delivers the diamonds to seth romero in exchange for pot and he delivers the diamonds via this little helicopter yes this is the point in time where that all sort of starts to make sense when they're Right around the time they're torturing Edie, and our agents are prepping all their weapons. They're yes. cleaning the weapons, they're getting the weapons ready for the attack. And then we have the frisbee scene. The frisbee scene. It's one of my another one of my favorite scenes. Rowdy shows up with the local girl. Yes. Who always plays. Every day. They frisbee. play frisbee together. Yeah. Her in shades. He's wearing an outfit that's maybe. A little smaller than hers? Slightly European. I don't know how it was for him to wear, but for us to watch, it was definitely uncomfortable. Yeah. So Rowdy and the local girl are with Shades, mm-hmm. who's standing there with his signature mirrored shades. Sure, why not? And his Uzi. So they start playing Frisbee together, and they're playing with the normal frisbee, and then he does the switcheroo. He pulls out a frisbee with blades. He whips this at Shades. Shades doesn't see it coming. He he should have taken the shades off. (laughs) At first, you think it just catches him in the hand, but apparently it gets him in the neck and the throat, and uh, it, it, it takes him down. Shades is down for the count. Shades is down for the count, yes. And from there, it's a full-out assault yes. on Seth Romero's house. Yes. Where they're holding Edie. And I remember Rowdy rescues Edie, and it's not really that difficult. She's tied up in what looks to be his living room with some rope. 
and he does a somersault into the room with this rocket launcher. Oh, yes. And he's whispering to her from across the couch, and they're like six feet apart. And then the lazy goon comes in, and Rowdy shoots him Mm -hmm. with the rocket launcher and blows him out a window. And then they save Edie. Donna ends up using the rocket launcher to destroy a helicopter that has the Hawaiian goon and the lady ninja in it. That's how they die. Oh, yeah. And that sort of brings up a weird point because, like, you see the rocket launcher used a lot and it blows up a guy. Then it just knocks a guy out the window and then it blows up a helicopter. Mm -hmm. So, like, the damage level of this rocket launcher kind of varies to be what's necessary for the plot. Right, yeah. And then after that, the good guys, they're celebrating in the van. Yeah, and they realize... No one has killed Seth yet. Right. Rowdy decides to go back to the house. Do you remember how he rides a motorcycle out of the back of the van? <laughs> First of all, where did that motorcycle come from? Because we saw a scene where they're all sitting in the van and there was no room for a motorcycle. Not at all. No, you see the whole back of the van and the front of the van. And then all of a sudden when they realize that they forgot to kill Seth... A motorcycle shoots out of the back of the van. There was no room for this motorcycle. Everybody else was in the Uncle Rico van. (laughs) And Donna just decided to go her own way and go home. So Seth Romero shows up there to attack her. Yes. Looking for that other box of diamonds. Right. Luckily, we learn that she hides a harpoon gun in her closet. Coincidentally. She finally shoots him with the harpoon gun and thinks he's dead. Right. Turns out he's not. He gets a knife and he goes after her. Right. She ends up stabbing him Mm -hmm. and he falls over again. Correct. And she goes into the bathroom. And this is yet another favorite scene of mine. Oh, she's wiping the sweat off her brow. She's sitting next to the toilet and she's, oh. What happens? The snake explodes out of the toilet. Yes. I don't mean just like slithers out. Like the toilet explodes. Ex- yeah. The toilet explodes. Right, right. With, in a, in like beams, there's a firecracker in there. Yeah, beams of light are yeah. shooting oh, out of the sure, toilet. Sure, sure. Donna runs. Seth is still alive and is coming for her. And this is what I find hilarious, is that Seth is, is creeping through the hallways of Donna's house yeah. And the snake pops around the corner and bites him. <laughs> but the snake pops around the corner at the height of a six-foot man's face. So it pops around the corner and latches onto his face and finally kills him. So Seth is completely ineffectual for most of the movie, but he is a, he's a tough guy. It takes a lot to actually kill sure. him. Sure. Then Donna shoots the snake. And Rowdy gets there in the motorcycle and, like, rides through the wall. Right, right, right. And uses the rocket launcher on the snake. And it blows it to pieces. The thing that just blew up a helicopter is scaled down to blow up the head of the snake. (laughs) And I believe Rowdy's line was... Just when you thought it was safe to take a pee. (laughs) Just when you thought it was safe to take a pee. At that point, you think things are more or less wrapped up. But you got to remember Mr. Chang. And Mr. Chang is in his office at a very normal-looking downtown business office. Right. And the whole agent crew, Edie and the partner of Rowdy and Rowdy and Donna and Taryn, all these people roll up and Donna and Rowdy want to take care of this one themselves. They go up to Chang's office 
they just beat the crap out of his bodyguard. Yes. And Mr. Chang pulls out a sword, tries to attack them, and they just shoot him. Yeah. And he flies out a window. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. They say he's the brains of the operation. They explain Mr. Chang and his backstory 20 minutes before the movie ends. They're all dressed in their post-climactic scene clothes. Yes, yes. This is like, we're going to go out to lunch, but first, let's go nail Mr. Chang. (laughs) That's pretty much what happens. Because after that, they go party on the Malibu Express, which is the boat that they were all getting together on in the very first scene. That's the end of the movie. I'd say it's all over. In a pig's ass. He's saying a pig's ass? Yeah. Um, so who was your favorite character? Oh, my God. Seth Romero. Why? Because he was such an awful, awful actor. He was such an awful... You know that it was like the producer's cousin. His real name is Rodrigo Obregon. Ooh, that's right? a hot shot name right there. That's a way cooler bad guy name than Seth Romero. Yeah. yeah. Seth Romero is like... The guy who won the spelling bee in fifth grade. <laughs> Rodrigo Obregon went on to be in every one of Andy Sedaris's films. Every one? Yeah. yeah. As the worst actor in every one of the movies? <laughs> I think they were just friends. I think Andy Sedaris, after he did his sports career and, and his little bit of television, he got into making films, and I think he just wanted to have a good time. Say what you will... The movie's good or bad, but I bet it was a blast to make this kind of movie. Do you know what I got on Rotten Tomatoes? We have an audience score for Rotten Tomatoes, but no critic score. Oh, what's the audience score? 48%. 48? Yeah. 48%. Almost halfway to perfect. (laughs) I take it you wouldn't give it a 48%. No. What would you give it? I mean, to be perfectly honest, I would give it a 17. <laughs> a 17? You did not enjoy Hard Ticket to Hawaii, did you? No, I didn't. Why did you not enjoy it? One, the plot was extremely difficult to follow. I know maybe it was a little bit easier for you to follow because you watch these kind of crappy movies. But... I've also seen this movie before. Oh, okay, so that helps. So you've seen this movie before. Next question. Does this movie make you want to move to Hawaii? Um, yeah. Is that weird? I mean, there's lots of death and bad guys, but yeah, kind of. A lot of pretty scenery, though. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that weird? I don't think so. So one major thing that this movie is missing, I don't know if you noticed, but bras... there was not one bra in this entire movie i don't think there was no i I don't know if it's because it was the 80s i don't know if it's because but there were no bras no i want to know who sings the theme song it's a hard ticket to hawaii oh that's a good question that was that was an awful song it was terrible again it was very it was very anti-hawaii it was so you got this off of a DVD, right? How many movies were on this DVD or this set that you got? Twelve. Twelve. 
And and the title of it was Girls, Guns, and G-Strings. Yes. So why did you pick this movie out of all the 12 movies of the Girls, Guns, and G-Strings? What about this movie? Pretty simple. I haven't seen most of the other ones. Oh. We picked Hard Ticket to Hawaii for the B-Movie Marathon a few years ago. And that's the thing that made me want to see the other movies in the set. Okay. So I thought, because it's such a weird and crazy movie, it would be good for this podcast. But yeah, I I actually haven't seen all of Andy Sedaris' other movies. Okay. I have a feeling we're going to. If I have anything to say about it. Oh, no. Well, I think that's about all the time we have for Hard Ticket to Hawaii. So you realize next time is my pick. Yeah. And I think you already have it, right? Yes. I know that we need to step up our choices every time, and I think I've done that. Oh. But I don't know what step that up means. You will. (sighs) Okay. I know that you said you found your pick and that you were laughing. Yes. So that's going to be interesting. Yes. You are not going to enjoy this movie. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think I'm going to be in for it. So listeners, please tune in next time and find out what Aaron picks. (laughs) And if you have any thoughts about Hard Ticket to Hawaii or any of the other films that we've watched, feel free to leave us some comments. Mm-hmm. We always enjoy hearing from you. So I guess, um, do you have any other questions? My question is, regarding this movie, what do you feel? One man's dream is another man's lunch. You son of a bitch. <laughs>